Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Oh, good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to. The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We got a, a another football-centric show. Listen, it's it's fo- it's football season. That's what we talk about uh, from now until probably the Super Bowl. Uh, so we may have uh, Coach Maynard at the end of the show to uh, re- recap the win against Canadian on Friday. Look ahead to Carl Albert coming up on this Friday. If not, we can get into what's happening tomorrow and the genius that is NFL Using streaming, which I think college football is going to have to do as well. I've been saying it for years. One of the most anticipated games of the entire season, and you're going to have to have Amazon Prime to watch it. Uh, it's just uh, the, the NFL is just like playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. Hit the college football weekend. Will these upsets continue? It seems like it started way back when with Happy State in Michigan in 2007. It feels like they're becoming more and more and more regular where these, these wild teams beat supposedly good teams. Will they continue? I think they will for, for one reason, one main reason. Uh, and then we'll also uh, Oklahoma-Nebraska, the memories of that. If you were Trev Alberts, who would you hire? Uh, and where does Nebraska rank? Uh, you know, uh, Do we as, as Oklahomans and, and former Big 8 people overvalue where Nebraska is now in, in the grand scheme of things? I'll have a Major League uh, Baseball update with some history getting closer and closer to being made. Uh, with Albert Pujols and then Aaron Judge last night. Uh, but we'll start the show uh, with the Oklahoma Nightmare. So that's what we got planned. Uh, feel free to chime in. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in. 225-9698. If you're outside of the listening area or going to be outside one, one day, you can still stay in touch with the show live. One of the ways is to log on to KADSAM.com, or you can download the Paragon app. The app is the way to go. It's free, and it's got everything. Three radio stations, the Penny News, which a brand-new edition of the Penny News hit the website last night at midnight. So you can go to thepennynews.com there and check out all the deals. Also, Big Elk TV, Paragon TV. We'll have three games on Friday night with the Elks and Carl Albert on Big Elk TV. You also have Merritt and Minko, Hollis, and Mountain View Godibo will be on Paragon TV. And then, of course, if you miss our show entirely, you can check us out the Skinny on Sports podcast, KADSAM.com or iTunes. Good morning, Jared. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm ready to learn about, uh, about what the Oklahoma nightmare is and what they got going on. We got Brian, Sean, and Jesse in the studio uh sean is uh, stepping up or go ahead and uh come on down yeah, here we need to get you another yeah, we chair, need a chair. You, there we go this is a hot mic so you don't need to yell like we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right all right uh so tell us uh who you are and what is the oklahoma nightmare well we actually ran into some uh circumstances where we had to change the name okay um so it'll be the elk city empire elk city empire okay um we are well this will be our first year um we're trying to get this team built um 
It's going to be very good for the community as far as revenue. Um, we'll be in the TUFL, which will bring teams in from Dallas, from all over Texas. Um, so that's going to bring the revenue in from from Texas to Elk City, which is going to help the community tremendously. Um, this team will predominantly be in the community helping out, um, you know, food drives, coat drives, uh, things of that sort. Um, right now, it's kind of a, a bumpy situation. You know, it's a first-year team. Um, we got to get the guys to be able to compete. Um, that's kind of where Saturday is going to set us in the in the rankings here because <clears throat> Saturday is going to tell us a lot about where we need to go, where we need to um, explore. Um, but there's no teams on this side of the state in semi-professional football. Um, I actually own the Oklahoma Hornets. Uh, we made it to the championship the first year. Um, so we're looking to do that here in Elk City, give give Elk City another team to be proud of. So you guys, semi-pro football, how how does the community get involved? Do you talk about Saturday? Tell us what is coming up on Saturday. Uh, on Saturday at 9 o'clock in the morning, um, we will be having tryouts for, for the team. Um, our roster is going to consist of 55 guys. Um, so if we can if we can fill that roster, great. If we can get forty guys, great. Um, now when we start getting into the the lower numbers, we're gonna have problems. Um, you know, you get Dallas Prime out of out of Dallas, they're rated number one in the country. Um, so we have to be able to try to compete with these guys. You know, we don't want to go into a league and be just the team that everybody beats on, you know, we, we don't want to do that. So, um, you know, the community can come out. It's an open practice, you know, as long as you're 18 or older, that will, that'll be good. It's going to be out at the soccer fields. Yes. 2101 South Washington. Everybody knows that's at right there <laughs> next to the interstate, the soccer fields. And is that where you're going to be playing your games? Well, we're, we're in talks with the city. Um, Unfortunately, we weren't able to use the Big Elk Stadium because of certain issues or, or whatever the case may be. I know they said they were trying to put in turf or something like that. Um, but the city and the Chamber of Commerce is working with us to try to build up something. Um, but right now we really are on hold until we find out if we have the team to be able to put together. Right. So... I mean, everything is going to start Saturday. So um, we already have the logos, the colors, the the uniform set out. Um, all we need is the players. And, uh, and coaches. I mean, yeah, we're, we're willing to take in coaches. Um, so if anybody, you know, um, <coughs> coach high school or anything like that, we'd be more than happy to take them on as a coach. When is the season? Is it, It's a spring season, is that right? So we try to start after NFL. So that way everybody can still get their football fix after the NFL. Um, so we'll kick off the end of February, and it'll be February, March, and April most likely. Um, and that's pretty much it. Very good. So you got here. What are some of the other locations that 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 play and kind of where for somebody out there listening, thinking, "Hey, this is cool. I may want to get involved." Where would those people be headed? Maybe for a game here and there throughout that whole regular season. Uh, there's teams in Oklahoma City. There's teams in Tulsa. Um, there's teams 
Amarillo, all that. Um, so we would kind of be like a center point to all those areas. Um, as of right now, the closest team to here is either Oklahoma City or Amarillo. So we try to make it kind of central to where we can pull from Weatherford, Clinton, Altus, um, all those guys that still want to play. Um, we try to get them the, – the whole main goal of this is try to get guys either in arena, uh, overseas, um, so we kind of put their film together and – we try to go that route, try to get guys seen uh, from different college scouts. I mean, our younger guys, we try to put into college. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done a few of those through the Hornets. Um, we've sent a couple guys overseas, um, and they're getting paid. You know, and that's what we like to see. We like to see guys go higher than this, but this is a start. Um, this is full contact. You know, there's ex-NFL guys, there's ex-college guys. Um, you know, Ron L. Lewis from OU, he played for the Hornets last year. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's really good competition. It's not just, you know, this little peewee league out here, you know, these are grown men hitting each other. And I mean, it, it's a good game to watch. Well, that you mentioned Lewis, anyone else that we might know who's played in this league? Uh, well, I know most of Dallas Prime is mostly D1 players. Hmm. So, I mean, their offensive line is huge. Um, I'm trying to think of some guys that – Probably a lot of names we heard at one time or another. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all over. I yeah. mean, um, Oklahoma City's got a couple. Uh, Swanson Miller, he played with the Saints. Um, you know, so there's, there's guys that are yeah. spread out everywhere. But um, – you know, we're hoping that there's some guys that, you know, want to compete. And, I mean, we play for rings. Um, I didn't bring mine today, but, uh, you know, this is this is definitely something we want to get off the ground. Um, and it's going to help a lot of these local businesses because, you know, these local businesses can come in and, you know, they could set up tents at our games or whatever, sell whatever they want to or whatever the case may be, but – um, I mean, right now we're just we're, we're pretty set on Saturday. So got to get guys out there on Saturday. Yeah. Is there is there a, a form that needs to be filled out ahead of time? Do, is it just show up and, and and get there and get acclimated? To what's going on? How do you want people uh, to to come to Saturday morning at nine o'clock? What what do they need to have? All they need to have is cleats, shorts, and shirts. But if you're later than nine, you might as well go home because I mean we're a strict we're a stickler on time you know if we're gonna start at nine we're gonna start at nine um so maybe show up before nine yeah (laughs) you want to show up before nine because stretching is going to start at nine that's a thing i can't Um, get my wife to understand (laughs) when she's taking kids to practice yeah (laughs) i mean it doesn't start at 5 30 it means get there before 5 30 15 minutes early you're already late (laughs) type of deal yeah and i mean we're we're a stickler on time you know if we if we say be there at a certain time you know we want you there early because it's not going to change throughout the season you know if we have a game at three well, we need to be there at noon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it, it's going to be up to the players to travel. That, that's kind of the, the bad part about it. But if the city and um, the Chamber of Commerce and we all get together, you know, we're, we got a, lo- a lot of things planned right now. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, all that is on hold until we find out if we have a team to compete on Saturday. Sure. 
So they're they're uh, in a holding pattern, ready to help you out. Yeah. Based on the numbers and see what we got. Yep. Awesome. That's so a lot of support there, municipality wise. Yeah, the yeah. city is very supportive of this team. Awesome. Um, I've been talking to Matthew Bradshaw, and uh, you know we got some things planned. Um, but like I said, you know we're we have to see what Saturday holds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't do all these different things if we don't have the team. <laughs> so, I mean, if we can get 30, 40 guys on Saturday, hey, great. You know, we got those 15 spots that we can fill before February. Could right. you could you expect people to, ch- to basically travel to get that chance? I mean, it doesn't have to be just people from Elk City. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking you mentioned Amarillo, Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. Wichita Falls. I mean, it, it, are you putting the word out there? Say, hey, come up here. We got we got tryouts. Yep. Um you know, like I said, I own the Hornets, so I was driving four and a half hours every weekend for them. So, I mean, it's if you can afford it, I mean, it's, it's great. Um, but when a team's put together, there's always carpooling to games and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we don't pay, so everybody still has to work. Um, you know, I still have to work and everything else, so uh, most of everything that we do is going to be on a Saturday. Um, we understand some guys still work Saturdays and stuff like that, but we usually give enough guys time to be able to say, hey, can I get this Saturday off? You know, I got a game in Dallas or we have a game here or, or something like that. So it's <coughs> it, it everything stems to Saturday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, a couple of people coming from Wheeler and Shamrock on Saturday. Yeah, and yeah. I guess that's the, the, the point. It, it, it's an, it's an Elk City team, yeah. but it's going to be Western Oklahoma, Texas Panhandle, full of guys. Right. And I think that that's a great thing because then, guess what? People want to go watch that because yeah. they know when they have an attachment to some of the guys that are actually out there on the field. And, I mean, the bigger the crowd, the better. Sure. You know, um, it, it kind of gets these guys hyped up to play, and, you know, there's nothing better than coming out, and there's a whole bunch of fans sitting there watching you. And some of those guys, they – this would kind of be their first time experiencing something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a different feeling. It, it really is. I played the last 17 years, and I'm 35 years old. Um, I actually still play in the uh, Arena League in Oklahoma City. Um, I'm not playing 11-man, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blew my knee out last season, so I decided to stay away from it. But, um, you know, like like I said, these young guys, we want to try to get them into college. That's our – that's our main thing, you know. If we can get some of these guys into college and and they go be standouts in college, well, you know, you get drafted to the NFL, you know, that team has that under their belt that hey, you know, we got this guy, you know, that right. went bigger places. Yeah. You know, so yeah, um, all the guys that want to play show up Saturday morning at nine o'clock, twenty one oh one South Washington. All right, yeah. The soccer fields, 2101 South Washington. I'd show up at 830 if I were you guys yeah. uh, because 9 is going to be too late. And if you shoot for 9 and you're 902, you're done. So you better shoot for 830 and maybe 835 uh, you'll be there. Sean, Brian, Jesse, thank you guys so much. Elk City Empire. Yes, sir. Uh, it's semi-pro football tryouts on Saturday. Go out and do it. You, I know there's a whole bunch of you guys out there that still want to play football. I know there is, that maybe didn't get to go on to college. I thought this could be a great way to get that done. Thank you, fellas. I really appreciate it. Good luck to you. Thank you. Hey, keep us updated. Yeah, keep us updated uh, on what happens on Saturday. All right, I appreciate it.
It's cool. That is uh, exciting. Because, I mean, listen, there are a ton of people that that, that still have that in their blood. Absolutely. Absolutely. A ton there's, of guys. And there's guys I see, I think, man, what? it's a shame that high school ended for those guys because they could they still got it. They look like they still have it. So there's, you know, and I'm sure they have that itch, too, to still want to go and play. This is a great opportunity and pretty exciting for the city to say, hey, we got a semi-pro football team. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. And, I mean – uh, this is uh, kind of the, the dream of all dreams, but how about this? You're watching Sunday Night Football, and somebody says, Aaron Kauk. <laughs> yeah. Tackle. Elk City Empire. Yeah. I mean, how sweet uh, would that be? Or, yeah, or you're yeah, exactly. Like you're watching and, and go, oh, yeah, I remember watching him on that Saturday in, in spring of whenever over yeah. in Elk City. Yeah. So that's cool. That is really cool. I want, now I want a hat and a T-shirt. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to paint my oh, – forget a teacher. I'm ready to paint my chest and go on out there and watch him play and <laughs> be a fan. <laughs> you want to join me? I don't know about the painting I'll of the I'll be the chest. E if you be the C. We need to find someone else for Empire or, or other people. <laughs> I could probably be – here's the thing about me, Jared. I could probably be the E and the C both. <laughs> you don't have to find an Empire. Listen, I'm, I'm never going to say that. <laughs> but that is it is if exciting. And, and, you know, I know it starts out there at the soccer fields. I'm sure they'll bring in some stands and stuff. Uh, for people to watch and uh, once the games get going and and then who knows where it could grow from there you know so that is very cool and I think what he was talking about with uh, uh, not being able to play at Big Elk Stadium because of scheduling conflicts because it's spring season you got soccer and I get that and, but uh <laughs> all right me and me and coach Dustin have got it figured out I'll be the EC and he'll be the Empire. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I love it. Oh we got a uh, hey listen we got a holder. Dakota would hold for kicks. I was thinking I could be like the water boy or something or the towel boy. You know, I bet I could remember how to tape an ankle. I bet you could. When I was the trainer in high school. No, it's good stuff. Get out that, there. That is, that is really cool. We're excited about 830. that. 8.30. I'm going to say 8.30 because 9 o'clock isn't going to be any good. So 8.30 out at the soccer field uh, here in Elk City. Elk City Empire. Semi-pro football tryouts uh, and get to know everybody out there. Make a showing. they got everything in place. Just need the players. A lot of times it's the other way around. We got all these guys to play. We don't have anywhere to go. Guess right. what? Got it. Get out there and play. Yeah. Be fun. And, and there's no telling where it could lead. Uh, I mentioned the oh, – let's hit the Major League Baseball stuff here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, with what's going on. Uh, a big shout-out also to the uh, the Elks, the seventh-grade Elks. Now 3-0 and after a 6 nothing win against Woodward last night. My man Riley, first time in a, in a brown and white jersey. He didn't score two touchdowns. He did not he score. Did not. Well, he did not. He scored two the, the first two games. Just won this game? or I don't know if he got that touchdown. Oh, darn. But uh, good stuff. I know there's a bunch of guys on that team uh, that we all know. Names we're going to hear. I mean, There's we, Eastons. There's Greens. Yeah. There's all, there's all of it, man. We, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, you know, we're having a great time right now. Obviously, with last year and this year at the high school level, and some people, you know, I mean, people look at a program, they go, well, they're good for this year, and they're going to graduate a couple guys, and they're going to take a step back. That's not happening right now in Oak City, and it's clear. Even the JV, look what they've been doing. It's clear that this program is loaded up and down. That's, so uh, our man Mark Rogers texted me yesterday and said, hey, the Elks are pretty good. I didn't see them reloading like that. And I said, man, for the first time in a long time, you can go clear down to the sixth grade group and probably even lower if you really once once we start seeing some of those kids. But mm-hmm. um, you know they're 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 kind of stacked in there right now. 
just like you want to see. Yep. It's not just kind of a flash yeah. in the pan. No, it's not. It's it's very and it goes back to what I said about culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that team last year, the, those seniors, uh, their whole time wearing the brown and white, they established a culture. Meadows really kind of he was the foreman of it, and mm-hmm. and it's I think it's established and it's a culture. Now Zach thing. can just continue it, and, and, and I think he is. I'm mean, with the with the uh, the attitude he brings, a good attitude, and um, I mean that's a, that is a statement win. I, we can't say it enough. Last Friday, but it was a statement play to go. You know what? Let's go for two. Let's go for the win. Mm-hmm. That's a culture thing. That's that's telling your boys. I got confidence that you guys can go out there and get that done and win it. Got a chance for another one of those on Friday night. Oh, it's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a fun one. The Elks and Carl Albert. I don't know if at the first of the season, I, I don't know how much of a chance I really thought there would be to win the game, but I know this. Oh, it's higher now than it was then. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know how high it is, but it's higher now than it was then. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports ninety-eight point one FM, the Sports Animal. All right, Jared. You want to go to the MLB? Or do you want to talk college football? Uh let's start college football. Okay. I have a feeling once October rolls around, we'll be talking a lot of MLB. Yeah, and in the next couple of weeks, I mean, the things that I'm seeing, just specifically. But last with night was Judge pretty, and yeah, that's pretty cool with Judge. We can touch on that. But judge and also yeah. Pujols, um, but we got 20 games. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> we talked yesterday about the upsets in in, in the top 10. With Marshall going into Notre Dame and winning, Appalachian State going into Texas A and M and winning, and it and it seems like you know when when Appy State went up to Michigan back in 07 and pulled off that upset, that's that seemed like a once one in one of a kind thing back then, right? Like a 16 beating a one yeah, seed in like, March oh, that, Madness. Glad that you got never to see happen it. again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Glad you got to see that. It's that's that's going to be a once in a lifetime type game. And now it feels like they're they're starting to pop up more and more and more. Maybe not to the level of beating top five teams or top ten teams, but there's. It seems like at, at the first of each season, there's always one, two, three of these where a top twenty-five team goes down. I mean, uh, East Carolina should have beaten North Carolina State in week one, except right. for the kicker issues, you know. And, and there's there's just a bunch of those that that have happened now. And, and it's hard to say that they're not going to continue because they're showing up more often now. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard Marshall's head coach, Coach Huff, talking when I was driving home Monday after after baseball. And this question was brought to him, and I thought his answer, I understood it 100%, and I think he's right. He said, these aren't going away for one reason and one reason only. Do you know what that reason is? I'd immediately go to NIL, but even in, even in up the playing field, getting the transfer portal, the transfer not portal. NIL. Okay, the transfer portal, and he said that oh, the reason it could be hand in hand. You could say, "Hey, go." Yeah, but Marshall's here, but not giving. I know, people. I know, but in some cases, to go to like Florida International, and you know, I've I've said my my given my thoughts about teams in a Florida market versus teams in a Nebraska market. You know what I mean? But Anyways, that, but go ahead. But that's not enough to, to sway these things sure. because he's got like 26 transfers. And when he started reeling off the names of where the, where they came from. Made sense. Oh, it's – and he said the difference between now the, – the talent – our 22 against their 22, sure, they're still better, but not as much. 
Now, we're not building the depth like they are because we're not able to and that kind of thing. But he said, here's the thing about these guys. Used to, guys from Marshall would walk into the stadium at Notre Dame, and it's the first time they've ever been a part of any of that. They've never seen that many people in one place. They've never played on a field like that. They've never been in that environment ever. Now, when he's got guys coming from Kentucky, from Ohio State, from here, from there, they've already done it. Right. It's it's old hat for them to walk into a stadium like that because that's where they came from, doing that on a week on a weekend after weekend basis. And so that's why he believed that the portal, not only to get players that maybe they wouldn't have had access to in the past recruiting out of high school, but also once you get them, those guys aren't scared of that environment no. because that's where they came from. They I mean, came from that. Yeah, I could see why that how that could close the gap, and and you're going to get maybe at one point the perfect matchup of, of players, of teammates in that scenario. And then put in the fact that you could have a coach that had coached at a high level and had been fired, essentially shunned and cast away, a la Clay Helton at Georgia Southern. Well, or this And he's guy. not afraid of going to Lincoln, Nebraska and playing. He's not afraid of going anywhere. He's been in, in big games. He's coached in big games. Just not hadn't didn't get the wins. But kind of what you said, not not going in wide eyed. Look at this stadium. Look at this environment. He's like, ah, seen it. Old hat. Let's go and play. This guy came from uh, he coached under a guy I think we probably owe, Nick Saban. There you go. And got to see what the process was and how Saban went about his business. And you can try to incorporate that, albeit on a lot smaller scale, right? Because of the because of what Marshall is versus versus Alabama, just as a as a program. But yeah, I, I think he's exactly right. We're going to con- and especially early season, because here's the thing about the early season that that takes away some of the advantage of, of the bigger schools. One, nobody's played a whole bunch yet. Two. For the most part, it's as healthy as anybody's going to be all year, and so the depth concerns don't creep up early season for those for the for the power or the the group of five because they haven't they haven't played yet, and so they're still pretty well at full go for the for for the most part. Now there's going to be individual basis where somebody gets hurt in the in the lead up to the season or whatever, but for the most part, yeah, they're going to be as healthy as as they'll be all season long, and when you have that scenario. You've got a decent shot with somebody overlooking you, and, and the guys just going in and playing great. Yeah, and that's which exactly makes that Appalachian State versus Michigan game that win over Michigan all more the impressive, right? Because that was before the transfer portal era. Oh yeah, <laughs> that makes it that much more impressive. <clears throat> that's why we never. That's why we never thought we'd see it again. Exactly. Yeah. And then fast forward fifteen years, and it. I mean it. Was it shocking that Marshall beat Notre Dame? Kinda, but but it's just the the names are going to be all that's that's surprising, right? Because yeah. next year it's going to be somebody else and somebody else, and at the at, like at face value you're going to go, oh god, can you believe that Appalachian State went into A and M and won, and we're going to do that again next year. Golly, can you believe that so and so went into so and so and won? And and here's the real the real kick in the pants for the big schools. It's like they they it's like they raided their home and took their girlfriend too because guess what, they had to cut them a million and a half dollar check to take their whipping. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's even better. Yeah. Well, it's nuts. They were all from the same conference last weekend. 
Sunbelt. It was the Sunbelt Saturday. Do they have to share that, or is that... No, that goes pro- to them. That goes and, straight no, no, to the no, no, school. No. Okay, make no, sure it wasn't like profit-sharing... No, this isn't whatever. bowl money. Okay. This ain't no bowl money. This is <laughs> going into the coffers of, of each individual school. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. Yeah, that's that makes it even the, the little little cherry on top of the Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think these, these things... It, it's going to be almost impossible... To be able to to like predict which one on a year by year basis, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to just set in a vacuum and go, oh yeah, it's going to be Appy State and it's going to be Marshall. That's going to be really hard to do, but it's going to keep happening. Well, it might be uh, now that, as far as the immediate, could we look at this? You see any games this week where someone could get a scare? I got a couple in mind. Boy, so do I. How about you? What do you got? Just because we kind of mentioned one yesterday. Question on the text line about Texas Bama, what we thought about that. If I'm Texas, that looks like a scary, scary game. Yeah. Because for one, I think they may be playing their fourth quarterback if Card can't limp around on one leg like he did last week, which I don't think he's going to. It doesn't sound, at least right now, like he's going to go. Um,. The, the true freshman Murphy isn't gonna isn't healthy enough to play. Ewers isn't playing. So now, who's next? Last check, Manning's not there yet. He's not there. <laughs> it was some guy named Wright, I think. So that's scary from not only that standpoint, but then also UTSA should have beaten Houston. Mm-hmm. And and when you put that, that's the isn't that the question about Texas now? Yeah, you were able to you were able to get yourself up. And play a great game once against Alabama on Saturday, a game that you probably should have won. But we saw the same thing in 2019. You know who played that LSU juggernaut the best all year? Texas. That's right. That's it right. It took Joe Burrow falling down and found finding Justin Jefferson on like third and five. Which ended up being, you know, to to win that game, that Texas team went seven and five. That's right. So now now it is okay. We've seen you play great, just like we did that night. But can you do it again? Can you get back again? And this is a hard ask with those guys hurt. Yeah. And not essentially not having a quarterback. So that that's one that leaps off the page at me. Right. What about you? Um. I mean, there's a lot of them this week that you could put under this in this category is liberty still anything they go to wake forest i don't know that two and oh but they're yeah. not what they were last year for sure missouri state their old coach going to arkansas oh, i know i just it's the storyline's fun right. though uh, how about south florida at florida florida coming off a loss south florida's one and one who's their coach who seems like i should know who south florida's coach is i can't remember pitt at western michigan how about Fresno State at USC? Fresno State is better than Stanford. I'm just going to tell you. It's a better team than Stanford. So, But I think that USC knows that. That, To me, that's not a sleepy one. You know what I mean? Because Fresno State's pretty good. Didn't they beat them last year? Uh, I don't remember if that happened. You know who the quarterback at South Florida is? Googling, Googling. South Florida. Who is the quarterback at South Florida? Bohannon from Baylor. 
Jerry Bohannon. Yep. He went to South Florida. Yep. Don't think I realized that. Sure enough. Or at least he's on the roster. I assume he's probably the quarterback because everybody else is freshmen that are quarterbacks. Golly, they got seven of them. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven guys. Well, maybe they can loan one to Texas. All right, let's talk. Uh, I'm going to find out. I think that Fresno State did indeed beat USC last year. I'm going to check that. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. And uh, the man, the man of the week. Maybe it was two hours or two years ago. Is here. Is he here? Yeah, he's here. He's texting me. Oh. So let's uh, take a break. We'll get uh, Coach Zach Maynard in here. Get his thoughts on last week. Look ahead to this week. And then we'll wrap it up with some memories of OU Nebraska. With that game going on, who would you hire? Who who would you guys hire? If you were Trev Alberts, who would you hire? I know. As the next head coach in Nebraska. Zach Maynard. Hey, no, no, no. Not yet. <laughs> Please now to be joined by... Big Elk head football coach, Zach Maynard. Zach, uh, man, what a night it was last Friday night. Homecoming, Big Elk Stadium, Canadian in town. Just give us your thoughts on, on the way the night went and the resiliency that your guys showed. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, that you, resiliency probably is the perfect word. word. Um, you know, they, they fought, we fought, and and uh, every we had opportunities to not and quit fighting and uh, it just seemed like every time we took a couple punches, we would just punch right back. And, um, you know, that's the sign of a good football team, uh, a tough football team. So, you know, we're, we're excited about that. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously whether we won or lost that game or win or lose uh, this Friday night, it don't, it don't mean anything. You know, we, the, the real season's going to start here in about two weeks. And so um, we're just we're still just working on us and trying to get better at, at what we do and, you uh, uh, and, but obviously, that a game like that, winning the game like that, gives you a lot of momentum uh, moving forward. So we're excited. How much can that that experience against a good football team last Friday? Say you get into a, to a game later on in the district schedule. How much can your guys just draw upon being able to come back from from being down and and, and knowing that yes, guys, we've already done this before. We can do it again. Yeah, I mean, and I think I think a lot. You know. Uh, when when you get into a fist fight, so to speak, you you never know what's going to happen when you get hit. And uh, we had plenty of opportunities, like I said, to, to to fall apart there. But I think anything more, anything uh, moving forward, I think it gives us confidence that even if uh, you know bad things happen, we don't have to panic. Everybody relax. We're just fine, uh, and just stay the course and and continue to to. Uh, uh, to play hard and and that's what we did friday night and so i think that um you know in, in the future there there i don't think there'll be any panic at the end of the first quarter going holy smokes so and hopefully that's the that's the goal and i think that that's i think that will help us mature as a football team into that being that way everybody thinks about the players but also at the same time there, there's some coaches down there coach fisher first time really under the fire calling plays and how much can it help those guys as well and your staff that experience on Friday night. Absolutely, I think uh, you know I, the first time we've ever been together uh, as a staff with bullets flying, and um, you know there, there, there's obviously some things there you know that that we had to fix and clean up, and I think, but also uh, moving forward, I think that that helps us as well as coaches going. Everybody, just relax. We're going to be just fine, um, and and stay with the game plan because it's we made this game plan for a reason. So um, you know that's. Ultimately, that's what happened, and, and uh, 
but I think in the future the communication side will be uh, even better or more crisp due to the fact that we've been in a game like that. Uh, what I saw, it's going to be hard for us not to talk about this game mm-hmm. for quite a while, but uh, for what I saw, I saw a lot of things. Um, our player of the game was Austin, and how, mm-hmm. I mean, not necessarily because of the stats, but because of his the stuff between his ears, his brains, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, big fourth down conversions, a uh, couple quarterback sneaks. Uh, talk about his toughness and, and, and how he's already in a short amount of time has developed into a leader. Well, I, I mean, you can't be more proud of that kid. He does everything you could ever ask of a uh, quarterback or a, a, just a, a great young man. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, if I'm on the sideline, everybody calm down, relax. There's a few times where every, even coaches are excited or mm-hmm. worried or stressed. You know, hey, everybody's going to be all right. Just, just, just give it time. Uh, I think that he was that for that for us on the field, uh, specifically in the offensive huddle. And, uh, you know, all the confidence in the world in him. Um, you know, we throw the ball on our own four or five for a first down, which becomes a huge play. Um, you know, a lot of people would have just ran the ball and punted the ball and said, let's play defense. But a uh, lot of confidence there with him doing that. Uh, confident in him. Uh, <laughs> confident in him. Uh, uh, you know, the fourth and eight, the option play going into the end zone, he ends up scoring on. Um, just lots of things that, that he did really well. And always, um, you know, there's still some things on the back end that those guys don't necessarily know that he tells them as they're going to the line of scrimmage. Um, so just just an outstanding game by him, uh, being confident, playing within himself, and, and just doing things the right way. And real quick, talk about Levy. Uh, Levy Owens, uh, he was beating up that Wildcat defense to yeah. the point I was surprised that they were staying on the field with them. He, his hard, tough nose running always impresses me. Well, that's and that's that's he's the main reason why we're doing what we're doing offensively is because you uh, behind that offensive line and Levy Owens, when we do decide to run out and run run the pitch option, um, you've already, you have to account more than one or two guys to tackle Levy, and so uh, that's why that's why the pitch option looks so good is because they're having to, to get so many people in there to tackle Levy. Um, and, and so when we do get around the edge and pitch the ball, he's got a chance to go to the house. But um, he's just – he's a great kid. Once again, you know, I wish he wouldn't have been hurt last year. Um, he's, he's a, he is a difference maker, obviously. And, uh, uh, and he's a good kid. Works hard. Uh, couldn't be more proud of him at this point in the season. I know people are going to look at, uh, you know, 29 in, in regulation, 36 points given up in overtime and think, golly, what happened to the defense? But – I thought there were multiple instances where the defense made plays that allowed you guys to, to stay in the game and eventually come back and win it. Cooper on that wheel route, keeping the running back out of the end zone, which led to the those couple of goal line stands. That's still things that those guys can, can take, even though it probably wasn't their best night on defense, but they still made a huge difference in being able to win that game. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's just part of playing hard. You know, I think a, uh, maybe a week ago I said, I, I can't promise you that we're always going to be great, yeah. but I can promise you that we're always going to play hard. Mm-hmm. And I and that's just the character of our football team right now, uh, and, and, it, and it will be going forward. Uh, I just – but, you know, defensively last week I'll take I'll take all the blame because, you one, you can't duplicate what they – as fast as they were going in practice. And you, you watch the film and you think, well, what the heck? But you go, you know, you don't understand. That clip lasted – five sets of five second play 
and in the next five seconds, the next play is going. Right. So you know it, it's hard to combat that, um, but I'll take I'll take all the blame for that, uh, especially early, with just not really understanding how fast they were going to go until probably the end of the first quarter, um, and then you know it, towards the end of the game, finally uh, drew it up in the dirt and said, hey, we're going to go back to the. Uh, the the dime look we had at the end of the year a year ago with especially with Groovin Grove started going fast on us um, and just decided hey we're going to line up and we're just going to play and and so and that helped us uh, at the end of the you know we get they get the ball back with about four minutes left uh, we finally get them stopped and and so I, I think that's probably what I should have had the answer as is all along <clears throat> but uh, you can't fault our effort played hard um, and and you know like Coach Weber my coach used to say say. You know, when these people get out here and they want to dink and dunk and, and do all that, that's great. But at some point, they're going to have to get in the phone booth, whether that be when they get on defense or whenever they get within that 10, 15-yard range. They've got to they've got to come down and play our style of ball. And uh, right now, uh, we're playing our style of ball very well, and uh, and we're just we're really excited about where we are uh, physically and and mentally right now. Well, I even said it during the broadcast when they're driving down. They could have went up 21 to seven. Hold them to a field goal. I said that's a win right there. If you, I think in the long run that will turn out to be a win mentally for for your guys, and and I think we saw that. Now moving on, you saw one traditional power in Canadian Texas. Now Carl Albert, mm-hmm. uh, another tough ass. They're, they're they're a little beat up, I guess, with a key player, but still, it's it's the Titans, and you got to be ready. What what do you think about them? Oh, they're 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 uberly talented. They're probably going to be the most talented team we face all year. Uh, you know that they, they do some really good things. Very well coached. You know they lost their quarterback in the second quarter of week zero, um, and, and their backup is a nice player too. I think he's, from what I heard, he's committed to play baseball at OSU somewhere. Hmm. I believe it's what I've heard. But uh, you know, and he's coming along. And as it's not necessarily that he doesn't have the same talent, or the you know, uh, but it's more of the mental game. And I and as the weeks go by, he's just been getting better and better. Um, so. Heck yeah, it's a big test, and but it, it it it's going to be another great fun Friday night, and uh, uh, we're just excited about the opportunity, um, and 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 thankful for um, the ability to get to play a game like this because it, it ain't going to be too many games like this across the state of Oklahoma, um, just like last Friday, pretty much all year. There's only a handful of games that like that that get played, and um, you know we're thankful and excited about the opportunity to get to play this one, and. Uh, uh, We'll give it our best shot and let the chips fall where they may. And to me, this is another one. You know, the, the more these stages you can be on, the less concerning it is for two weeks after. You know, when, yeah. when you see that helmet come up, you know, like, okay, we've already seen Canadian. We've already seen Carl Albert. We're used to that one, too. Uh, you know, so I think it, it, it works out almost perfectly to me, getting the week off, obviously, didn't heal up some nicks and this and mm-hmm. that. Uh, but it's not such a shock to see the talent level in that first district game because of what you've gone through these last two weeks. No, and that's what when 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 when, I, when Western Heights and Guyman called and said they wanted that, I said, well, we're going to get we're going to find somebody who can play. Uh, not that won't mean that bad in any mm-hmm. way, but you know, get Canadian, and then you know, three months later, Western Heights says they're not going to play and looking scrambling for games. Didn't want to have two bye weeks going into mm-hmm. uh, district play, and so. Uh, Finally got a hold of Coach Dunn at, at Carl Albert, and he's going, well, I've got week three open. And I said, well, I do too. And um, went and had several conversations with, with, with Coach Hunt and everybody around, and I just said, Here, here's the deal, guys. If if 
if we're talking about Elk City football team playing on the biggest stages and, and winning district titles and having the opportunity to win district titles, and if, if, if we're saying that we, if that's where we're at, then there's no reason we should be scared to go play a Carl Albert or a Canadian back-to-back and, and expect to not play right there with them and have every opportunity in the world to win those games. We, we, if that's who we are, uh, then, then we need to make sure that we're not scared to go take that fight and, and, go, and go on and get after it. Awesome. Uh, health-wise, still seems like uh, Catch was out, concussion. Everybody, well, I guess Land, uh, Holden as well um, went out in that game. But for the most part, it feels like uh, the Elks have been pretty pretty decent uh, health-wise throughout yeah, the, the yeah. first few. Uh, yes, absolutely. And we'll get, we'll get, I think we're going to get both those guys back uh, at some point uh, soon. And so, you know, we're – we're with as physical as we play. Uh, obviously, there's going to be nicks and nacks and, and and things that happen, and um, but that can happen playing pickup basketball down the road. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we're just we're we're blessed right now to be healthy, uh, and depth has been huge and a key issue for us. And uh, lots of guys have stepped up, and um, we're just just going to keep fighting the good fight. Awesome, uh, Coach Maynard. Appreciate you stopping by. Good luck to the Elks on Friday night. Absolutely. Now, I know you're you off next week, but feel free to come on by anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want the day off. I don't care. No. <laughs> All right, man. We really appreciate it. Now you can get down there and have Sean pick you apart. That's great. However he does. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, sir. And Zach Maynard. Uh, 3-0, the Big Elks going into Midwest City. Carl Albert coming up on Friday night. All right, Jared. If I'm going to let you, you have the authority <laughs> – that oh. Trev, Trev Alberts holds at You're, Nebraska. Okay, going back to Nebraska. Okay. If it is you, who do you hire as the next head football coach at the University of Nebraska? I think the consensus is Matt Campbell. Everybody says they can obviously afford him. And, and I didn't – I mean, he's been on the everybody's top list every time a, a job comes open for obvious reasons. But this makes good sense because it seems like such a natural transition to go from Iowa State – it's already in the Midwest where he recruits very well to Nebraska, already in the Midwest where I think he could still take his pipelines with him as far as recruiting is concerned. And plus, he's a good coach. And, 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 but Nebraska needs to be patient enough to allow him to – because they're going to have to start from the, from the ground up. Allow him to come in, bring his staff, break it all down, and start completely over – just like he did at Iowa State. So I, I think that's who I would definitely go for. I think what they got to avoid, and I saw that on the text line, is quick going after guys who are, are – now, now, Frost, he was that up-and-coming guy out of out of uh, Central Florida. But I, stay away from the Urban Myers. Stay away from the big-name guys because that, I think that just sets you up to fail. When have they hired a big-name guy? Well, Callahan comes to mind. He was kind of a big was name he a guy. Big name guy? He, he kind of was at the time. I mean, Solich wasn't. Bo Pelini wasn't. No. Mike Riley wasn't. Uh, Scott Frost was a was a hot name. Hot name. I I just think Matt Campbell is is the guy they got to go after. And they and who said it? Go ask him until he says yes. I did. Was that you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry if I confuse you with Al or Jim, but <laughs> no, I, that's what I said at the very first. But I've. I've thought about this a whole bunch, and I'm not sure if that's the right answer. Uh, uh, Campbell? Matt Campbell. Okay. I, I'm not sure. Reason being, is what is the ceiling for a Matt Campbell team? Well, the, the 
what they want to reach is back to that national prominence of, right. of competing for national titles. Now, his ceiling at Iowa State has been... Is it Iowa State or is it Matt Campbell is the ceiling, is the question. Right, right. Because I think you could make the argument... Could he elevate his... Per- I see what you're saying. I mean, could he think, I've done what I can do at Iowa State, and that's that, reached a Big 12 title game. But that's is as it, much I can get that, to. That's the, the question you've got to ask yourself if you're Alberts is, is that an Iowa State ceiling or is that a Matt Campbell ceiling? Right. Because if that's a Matt Campbell ceiling, then that, then that's not who you want to hire at Nebraska. Because you're right, you're not trying to make it to the, you're not trying to win the West of the Big Ten. You're trying to win the Big Ten and get in the playoff. Right. So that's the one concern I would have. Uh, another guy, when you, when you think about ceilings and guys you've heard thrown around here, has Mark Stoops reached his ceiling at Kentucky? Right. Don't you think? Is it a Kentucky ceiling? Is it, well, or, I mean, I yeah. know it's a Kentucky ceiling. Yeah. I mean, don't, he's he, he, I mean, he, that's that's got to be a he's has to have gotten Kentucky football at this moment about as high as Kentucky football is gonna get. And I don't know. You know obviously, he, he's from Ohio. The Stoops right. family does that. Does he have connections there as far as recruiting? Could he go into Ohio State's backyard and get some guys to come to Lincoln? I don't know. But I see, yeah, that that'd be not bad. You wonder about him. Uh, this is uh, Jeremy on the text line is exactly right. Think about how insane it is to discuss staying at Iowa State and not leaving for Nebraska. It is insane. <laughs> That's just so insane. But it seems like Iowa State's more of a, a stable, stable well, program. Here's the truth: it, it's the expectations. Matt Campbell, after last Saturday, Matt Campbell. Just got himself five years, no matter how bad they are. Yeah, and at Iowa State, Matt Campbell just bought himself another five years. Yeah, it might be a bidding war between Iowa State and Nebraska. Yeah, I mean they're there. Uh, The Urban Meyer thing, I think, is super interesting. But the problem with him is, even if even if he he's as good as he can be, you've got that for five years. Three to five, something like that. Yeah, you know, it's gonna and, be a time where then then yeah. where do you pick it up from there? Because here here's if you notice anything about uh, outside of I guess of Ryan Day, who who was there on staff taking over for what what he had built at, at Ohio State. But a lot of times before that in Urban Meyer's career, him leaving left a huge. It was a downfall after he left. Think about Florida, and you know when when he and Tebow and the rest of them left. Florida's been walking through the wilderness for a lot of the last decade trying to figure out what to do after Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. I got a name that came to my mind, and it's completely random, and I have no – I have not seen this name. But it's a guy that every time a coaching job at any level comes open, his name kind of gets thrown in there. What about Eric Bieniemy? That's a very interesting thought. Everyone thinks that he's just going to go find a head coaching job in the NFL. Right. Why not start at Nebraska and then get back? I don't know. I'm just. Well, it's it's two totally different games. Yeah. Do you want to recruit? Do you like to recruit? Yeah, that's, that's true. Eric, be, be into me. I don't. I don't know how much the the hate is still there all these years later. But you got to think about where he went to school and who was. Yeah. I mean, Colorado, Nebraska. You know what I mean? And there, I don't know if there's any of that there or not. Well, it's kind of like the OU Nebraska thing. Those kids even know that OU Nebraska. Well, but played. he, pl- yeah. but he does because uh, he played. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? True. Yeah, his kid probably doesn't know, yeah. but he does. 
another name that I heard uh, thrown around yesterday, and I think this one makes tons of sense, especially if if this guy's job continues to be in peril or he gets fired here pretty quick. Matt Rule. Matt Rule yeah, makes yeah. tons of sense. Right. Being a, a Midwestern guy, um, trying his hand at NFL football. Now, the, the reports out there, because his name has been involved in some of these jobs, especially as he struggled at Carolina. But the report's been out there, that, or the, the thought is that he doesn't like recruiting, which then that's not going to be well, that's, for him. But yeah. you know what? Uh, Six or seven million dollars helps you like recruiting again, <laughs> especially if you get fired at Carolina. But I, to, to me, it's going to be one of those three. It's going to be Stoops, Mark Stoops, Matt Campbell, or Matt. Rule. What about the interim guy, Mickey Joseph? See, he's, I think he's thrown his hat in the ring. I know he has, but when has that worked? Um, yeah, you're right. That's. I mean, what what do you do if you're if but you're you Alberts? See, it, it, what do you do if he goes like six and three? Yeah, exactly. Like what? It, like Ordron at USC, where they just rallied around him when he was an interim guy. I think they won a bowl game with him, and then uh, who was at Texas Tech, and they wanted to hire him, and they went and got Kingsbury. Who was the guy? He came to Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. No, Ruffin McNeil. McNeil. But you can definitely see Nebraska well, kind of rallying around this guy. Bill Stewart. Bill Stewart's at, a good at West example. Virginia. A good example. Beat OU. Then they gave him the job, and he was terrible. Yeah, that's and a, they should yeah. have hired Holgerson from the start. Right. The, the one difference is in, in this than that, though, I guess, is it's not a one-game thing. It's not just a bowl game. Like, he actually has a chance – at nine that's games, a good chunk of the season. To, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's got nine, nine of the twelfth, three quarters of the season, to prove himself. And it, but it just, I don't know. To me, and it's no offense to him, and maybe he gets the job done. Uh, it could very well start on Saturday. Well, keep in mind, they're, they're, but Nebraska's, that just doesn't seem like the right, the Nebraska right. Nebraska is one and two by combined. Those two are combined six points, right? And they lost I mean, to yeah, Northwestern last, and last Georgia Last year, Southern. there was a lot of single-digit losses, and I guess Nebraska – and I get it. They wanted to get ahead of it before the OU game and, and get them out of there. No doubt. The point is is that they that it could be the other way around, and they well, could be 3-0. Well, here's the deal. So there's there could be a good team – a good – a team that could win some games there. What do you well, – I mean, here, here's why they fired him. What are you going to do if you don't and he beats OU? Yeah. Then you're in trouble. <laughs> That's a rock and hard place right there. Dang it, we were gonna fire this guy. <laughs> hey, beat OU. Now the fans are gonna <laughs> the fans are gonna be mad if we fire him now. That, that that's why they that, that's what they had uh, to, for a yeah. multitude of reasons. That's another one why they did it when they did because nobody's gonna throw a fit firing Scott Frost after he just lost in Lincoln against Georgia but Southern. They did what every fan wants to do. They did. I mean, you you see that. I mean, there's. Aggie fans calling for Jimbo's head after losing the App State. You know, you always hear that on the message boards, calling in oh, the, sure. the post-game shows. Yeah, fire that guy. But it actually made sense here. Yeah, it did. Because, uh, and, I, and I think if you look, if Trev Alberts is, puts in Jim's truth serum right now, I think he wanted to do it before the se- before as soon as he got the job. But he also wanted a Nebraska guy to have one more chance to get it done. And what does Jim always say? Loyalty in sports kills. Mm-hmm. But they're way ahead. So they can start. Here's what I'm going to have my eye on. Which team that you think is going to be good starts struggling around every week? Oh, I just mentioned them. Kind of like Oklahoma did last year. I just mentioned them. Who? A&M. A&M. Well, Jimbo ain't going to Nebraska. 
I'm talking about oh. to, to see oh, who's I talking to Nebraska. Saying. I see what you're saying. The Lincoln saying. Riley model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.